Today in the R Empowerment Podcast, we're going to talk about one area of your budget that takes up a ton of your money and you have control over and you can cut some costs. So stick around and find out more. Welcome to the R Empowerment Podcast. My name is Keith and I'll be your host today. I'm so excited that you've joined us because we're talking about something that absolutely everybody does today, and that is grocery shopping. For many Americans and people around the world, grocery shopping is our biggest single item that we can control in our budget, our housing, our insurance, and things like that. We don't have a lot of control over the cost. However, When we walk into the grocery store, we have full control over what we spend and how we spend it. So you would think most people would take a lot of time and really figure out how to save the most money on grocery shopping. But this could be further from the truth. In fact, most people just walk into the grocery store and start grabbing things. And although this is great to save time, it's not great for your budget a lot of food will end up going to waste, and often we get the foods that aren't as good for us. To really do well and really have a solid understanding of your food and getting the most out of your budget when it comes to food, it all starts with a plan. I know that sounds crazy for a lot of us who just show up and go grocery shopping, but the reality is When we plan a meal, or when we plan several meals for the week, we have, one, the right amount of food in our house to make sure that we won't have to go out to eat, or when we go to work, we have food for lunch so that we don't have to, again, go out to eat, which gets very expensive. It makes sure that we have the supplies we need so that we don't have to run back to the store to get something if we want to cook a certain dish. And it prevents us from buying a lot of junk. You'll be amazed at when you see stuff on sale or when you see your favorite cookie in the cookie aisle, how you're just tempted to grab those things, even if you don't need them. We're going to talk about all that today. But before we get going, it really is the key to this success is budget and having a plan when you go into the store. When you go into the store, we know we need a few things. We need seven breakfasts, seven lunch, seven dinners, and a few snacks to get us through the week. If you are shopping longer than that, every two weeks or every month, you're going to need to double, triple the amount you're going to buy. However, for my family, I've got two young children and a wife and myself. We go every single week. This allows us to get fresh produce. It allows us to shop the things that are on sale. And our kids eat a lot. And because of their age, what they eat changes week by week. If it's chicken nuggets or corn dogs or strawberries. It changes so much that it's just better for our budget to go once a week. Plus, we need milk and juice, and you can only store so much of that. So today, I just want to talk about a few tricks that we've kind of figured out over time, and our empowerment encourages people when it comes to shopping. So the first trick that we're going to go over is make as many things from scratch as possible, because you're paying for the convenience. One of my wife's absolute favorite foods is Smucker's Uncrustables. 
they're like these pre-made peanut butter and jelly. They're you thaw them out and they're ready. They're kind of in a circle. If you've never had them before, they are absolutely delicious. They are about sixty-four cents each when you buy a ten pack, so six forty-eight. Now, if I were to make those exact same peanut butter and jellies, and from home getting just a loaf of bread, peanut butter, and jelly, I can make sixty sandwiches for twelve dollars and two cents. So that's twenty cents a sandwich. Suppose to the pre-made one that would come out to about sixty-four cents. If you're thinking to yourself, that's all good, but what about just running through somewhere and grabbing one? That's even more expensive. Again, our single-serve sandwich that Walmart has already made through Smuckers is $0.64 cents each. If I go to Panera Bread or St. Louis Bread Company, it would cost me $4.25 for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So as you can tell, the more that you're involved in the process, the cheaper it's going to be, right? So if I am willing to make my own, it comes out to $0.20. Cents. If I'm willing to buy it pre-made at a store... It's 64 cents each. And if I go to a restaurant, it's about $4.25. We can see this happen over and over and over throughout foods. Pancakes are another great example. If you buy the Hungry Jack from Walmart, the, the pancake mix, you just have to add either water, or oil, and egg. It comes out to about 22 cents a pancake, which in the scheme of things is not awful, I suppose, because if you go to a restaurant, three pancakes come out to like, $2.29 each, just an order of pancakes. However, if I make my pancakes from scratch, they come out to 11 cents a pancake, half the price of the Hungry Jack. And when you make things from scratch, you have leftovers. So if that is all-purpose flour, baking soda, butter, eggs, milk, all of those things are going to have lots of leftovers that I can use for other meals. Or if we just really love pancakes, I can make a whole bunch more pancakes. There is a ton of savings in making things from scratch. And it does take a little bit of time. There are certain things you may not want to make from scratch, right? A lasagna takes a little bit of time. A roast takes a little bit of time. But things like pancakes, peanut butter, and jelly, these are things that you're going to make really, really fast. And the savings are going to add up quickly. Now, I do want to say there are exceptions to absolutely every rule. And one of those rules is macaroni and cheese. A box of Kraft macaroni and cheese at Walmart when I did this cost 98 cents. That's 32 cents per cup. However, if I were to make that same macaroni and cheese from scratch, it comes out to roughly 43 cents a cup. So there's about 10 cents difference from buying the box. And although the exception to the rule at first looks like you should buy the box macaroni, I want to go back to the point at the earlier. When you make things from scratch, there's leftovers. So if we would have made pancakes, we've already had that milk and flour that we need. So it would reduce the price there. And then if I were to make it from scratch, things like garlic and elbow macaroni and cheese and butter, all those things could be used for other things as well. Although the price at the very front end is higher, the Leftovers you should be able to use to make other stuff. If that is the flour for gravy or whatever the case might be. The other thing that you need to keep in mind when you compare this is macaroni and cheese from the box has its place. My toddlers absolutely love it. However, it's not very good for you. If I make my own macaroni and cheese, I can use whole grain pastas. 
I can use reduced fat milk. I can use better quality cheese. You can't tell me that anybody that's ever had homemade macaroni and cheese thinks that is equal to the box. It's just not. It's better. It's so much better. So there are some values in that as well when you think about this. So my next tip is watch what you shop on sale. Now shopping on sale by itself can be a really good deal. If there are things you buy when they go on sale, you can stock up on them, right? Get extra boxes of macaroni noodles or pasta or pasta sauce or soda or whatever the case might be. There's value in that. However, Stores don't, aren't always the most forthcoming with if they're actually on sale. They'll put things on sale that are the exact same price, or they'll put those impulse items on sale. So an example of that would be Oreos. My wife loves Oreos, and if I were to see them on sale at the store, I might grab a pack. Well, that's not something we keep in our house regularly. So just because it's on sale, we're not saving money because we're actually spending more to get it because we wouldn't have normally got it in the first place. So you need to watch that as well. The other thing is manufacturers often give the place a discount for selling stuff on sale, putting in the ads, whatever the case might be. Often it's that they don't actually add any value. Soda's a really good example to this. Sometimes soda's on sale and it's a great deal. Around Labor Day and Memorial Day in particular, I see soda on sale a lot. However, what I see a lot also is these like two for 10 deals or two for 11 deals. Well, at my grocery store, that's the price individually of $5 a pack. So I'm not actually saving any money. It just appears to be on sale, either because the manufacturers asked them to do that, there's some kind of incentive, or just because they know that people are more likely to buy soda when it's on sale. The other thing you have to be careful when you shop for things on sale is that impulse buying. I gave the example of the Oreos but we actually ran a little bit of an experiment. We sent someone shopping and said, hey, buy things that you want on sale, right? You can shop however you want, but pick up the things that are on sale that you want for dinner this week. No lists, no rules, just things are on sale. When they were done shopping, we went back, found all the impulse items, and figured out they had spent $62 extra on their groceries just because they picked up things they didn't necessarily need, but thought they sounded good, if that is... You know, I think they picked up an apple pie that was a frozen breakfast sandwiches, meat that they don't necessarily normally eat. And that's all fine and good, but we spent $62 that we didn't necessarily need to. And we all have these items, right? Right when scouting for food comes around, they ask for donations. This is where a lot of our canned goods go into that bag that we have bought for whatever reason and don't need. Or if that is, just throw them away, right? The macaroni and cheese, the chips, the whatever it might be. We have a lot of those that we pick up at the store, and it just takes up room in our counter space, takes up room in our cabinets, often goes bad before we ever eat it. My next tip, tip number three, know where to go to get the best deals. I wish I could say there was like one store you could go to, and it was kind of a one and done, right? This has the best deal on everything. That's not the case in most experiences I've had. In fact, I've never had a store that I'm like, oh, this is the only store we have to go to to save money. If we're trying to save money, we have to figure out where to go. I've found that Aldi's typically has the best deal on things like meat, eggs, produce. They have pretty good quality meat. I've never been disappointed in it, and it's always a little bit cheaper. 
Walmart has the best deals on great value brand. Their canned foods are less than a dollar if it is fruits or vegetables in a can. And it's like 98 cents, 99 cents. So it's cheaper than the dollar store. And it's going to be cheaper than anything you can get at Aldi's as well. And then finally, I like to go to my local grocery store. They typically have deals on produce. It's typically fresh and local, which is nice. But they also have their kind of sale ad, which has good deals as long as it's actually what you're looking for. Tick number four is buy in bulk. Sometimes we get lazy and we buy things that are pre-packaged, right? For my wife's lunch, it's super easy to grab a 12-pack of little Lay's potato chips. She really likes them. For that one bag of Lay's potato chip, I'm paying about 37 cents an ounce. If I would have bought that giant family size pack of Lay's, I could get the price per ounce down to 29 cents an ounce and just bag it myself. Plus, if I wanted, I could probably put a little bit more in because some of those Lay's bags are very chintzy. And this, this experiment can be repeated over and over and over, right? If you're not a potato chip person, carrots. A individual package of carrots is roughly 14 cents per ounce. If I were to buy a giant bag and kind of portion it out myself, it comes out to seven cents. So there is savings to be had. You can think, well, Keith, this is only a couple dollars here and there. But the reality is it adds up so fast because when you go shopping every week or every other week, it becomes a huge portion of your budget when it's just a penny here and a penny there. My next trick is buying fresh fruits and vegetables that are frozen or canned. I like frozen in particular because basically, number one, they're typically pretty cheap. A dollar, two dollars a bag. But what they do is when you want, let's say, fresh peas and you buy peas at the store that are in the front, the, you know, the fresh aisle. What they've had to do is they've had to pick those peas before ripeness and either use chemicals to ripen them or just let them kind of ripen in the store. And when you do it this way, they don't get all the nutrition from growing and all that kind of fun stuff. And there's chemicals and just stuff that you may not want to mess with. When you buy fruits and vegetables that have been frozen, they're generally picked at the peak of ripeness and then quickly frozen right after that. So it's had a little bit longer on the vine, a little bit longer to really just become a better product. And as an added bonus, if you are not much of a cook uh, and you don't like prepping, these things are already prepped. And I'll give you one really good example that I use is onion. I get a little bag, it's like two onions that are already pre-cut up, diced real nice for like a dollar, I think 10, which is right around what an onion would go for at my store, but it's already pre-cut. I don't have to deal with cutting an onion. It's frozen. I just throw it in the pan and go. It's wonderful. And there's lots of different foods. If it's peas or carrots or mixed vegetables or whatever the case might be, you can find all kinds of things. It's great for cooking and there's no prep. That's so awesome. Now, when you go shopping, there's a few other tricks you can hear. And, and I think you've probably heard most of these already because they're not new information. Things like don't shop hungry. When you shop hungry, you're more likely to buy the bad foods that are not good for you. You're more likely to overspend because everything looks good. And the same rule applies to being stressed. If you're stressed out, don't shop stressed. In fact, you should make a fun time of it. Now, I know it's grocery shopping. There's only so much fun you can have, honestly, while grocery shopping. However, listen to a podcast. 
This is a pretty good one if you're interested. Listen to something that you enjoy. If that's music or a talk show or call a friend. Do whatever you need to do to make this a fun experience. For me, I take my kids shopping. I know that sounds weird, but when I'm in the mood to shop with my kids, it is a blast. Having them go with me, having them ask questions, I would highly recommend it. They're at the age that they like pushing a little cart. I also like listening to music. I'm one of those people who see me, my, my head buds in, listening to music if I don't have my kids with me. Now my last trick, and this is less about shopping and more about convenience, and we call it the Crock-Pot Meal Plan. This works really great for winter, although you could do it for summer as well. We are one of those families that are constantly on the go. And getting home and prepping food and then cooking it often puts dinner past our kids' bedtime. So I found that owning a cheap crock pot will do the trick. What I do is Sunday night, after I have cooked and cleaned up Sunday night dinner, I then cook or start the process of putting everything in a crock pot that I'm going to cook for tomorrow night dinner. The next day I get up to go to work, put the crock pot in, turn it on low, and go to work. When I get home, the house smells amazing. And we have dinner ready. We eat dinner. After we're done with dinner, I start cleaning up. And I do the same thing. I put everything in the crock pot for the next day. And I just rotate every single day. Get up, put the crock pot on. Eat dinner, clean up, get the next meal ready. And because of this, if my kids get older, right, when they're teens, they get home and they're hungry, there's something in the crock pot. If I run late because of traffic, we have dinner ready. And because I know dinner's in the crock pot, I'm less likely to drive through somewhere and get McDonald's, which doesn't have the nutritional value of something in the crock pot, and costs more. So just a little trick uh, to think about when you think about using a crock pot and how you can do that. That is my spiel on shopping cheaper. Now, we could talk about a lot of different things if it's couponing or shopping ads, or this could really be a very detailed subject. But here's kind of an overview of it. When you're thinking about this, I think you're going to be shocked, honestly, about how much money you would save. Well, thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate your time, and I hope you've learned something. And as always, remember, it's always the darkest just before someone turns on the lights.